This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to have so much fun, and in a lot of ways, going back to my roots of being that PR person, the media coordinator, all these various things. So I'm going to have so much fun talking about that. Um, and then we're also going to be talking about some great tools to make your life more smooth, run more smoothly, uh, all sorts of good things. You know, you'll see what we mean when we get into it. So please join me in welcoming Paula Rizzo to our program today. Welcome, Paula. Hi, this is going to be lots and lots of fun. I know. We really are going to have a ton of fun. And so let me tell people a little bit about you. Sure. So Paula Rizzo is an Emmy-winning, uh, Emmy Award-winning television producer best-selling author, and a media trainer and strategist. She's the author of Listful Thinking, Using Lists to Be More Productive, Highly Successful, and Less Stressed. As a former senior health producer for Fox News Channel for more than a decade, she produced segments with a range of talk experts, including J.J. Virgin, Jillian Michaels, and Deepak Chopra. A media veteran for nearly 20 years, she also worked in local news in New York City as a producer for WCVS, WPIX, and WLNY. She's also co-founder of Lights Camera Expert, LLC, an online course geared towards helping entrepreneurs, authors, and experts get media attention. The six-week course walks experts through how to crack the media code, craft the perfect pitch, and crush it on air. She's also the creator of Becoming a Video Star, a virtual workshop that empowers experts to create their own compelling videos. Holy schmoly, Paula. I'm so glad that you took time to, from your very busy schedule to be on our program today. Oh, thank you. There, yeah, there's a lot, a lot going on. Yes, that's for sure. There is. There is. And it was funny. You, you know, we've got several things that I want to talk about, but let's really go into lists first because this program sure. is airing right before... Christmas. Now, we probably should have done this program like back in August to really help people plan for the holidays. But I loved reading your book, which again is called Listful Thinking. And it's about you know, doing lists and, and making your life run more smoothly, all of these various things. But tell us first why this is a passion of yours. Sure. Yeah. Lists really changed my life. And, uh, you know, there's a right way and a wrong way to write a list and we mm -hmm. can get into that later. But, um, you know, they really did change my life because as a television producer, I was using lists, I mean, all day, every day because right. our deadlines are super tight. Um, so it was, it was a very effective tool for being efficient, uh, mm -hmm. which I believe is what helped to propel me in my career. Um, but I wasn't doing the same thing at home that I was doing at work because oh. I felt like, well, that's, that's work stuff, you right. know? Must so, be organized at work. Totally, totally. But, you know, you want to be more easy breezy at home. So mm -hmm. I ditched the list, but things were falling through the cracks. Mm -hmm. And I, I noticed, I was like, hey, why am I forgetting everything? And why aren't I showing up for things? And why am I kind of uh, screwing things up? That's not my style. So um, it really became evident when my husband and I were looking for an apartment in New York mm -hmm. City. And as I was going into every apartment with him, I was, you know, very disorganized. And I couldn't remember what we had seen. And I would get, you know, distracted by a wine fridge and not remember what floor the apartment was on or if there, mm -hmm. you know, were any closets, anything, you know, all the good stuff. Uh, and so I decided to make a list. I just made a list of everything that I needed to pay attention to as I walked through the apartment, much like I would as a TV producer when you go out in the field mm -hmm. and you do an interview or when you bring somebody into the studio and do an interview, you have a whole list of everything that you need to get done to make sure that you have a successful segment. So mm -hmm. I did the same thing with this apartment and we found a great apartment. Uh, and then a friend of mine said, hey, can I borrow that list that you made with the apartment? Because she wasn't doing it. And I was like, huh, 
I'm onto something here. And, right. and she, mm-hmm. that, that was years ago. Uh, and then I started a blog, listproducer.com, which, uh, you know, was just to kind of see what other list makers were out there. And eventually that then became the book, Listful Thinking. You know, and so many of us like to think that we can remember everything. Mm. And to be honest, I don't think anybody can. And part of that is because our lives are so fast moving, things pop up, squirrel, you know, all these various things. And so then things get dropped, we get frustrated, we get annoyed. And, you know, it really could be something just as simple as writing things down. Yes. (laughs) But, you know, I loved reading your book. Um, And of course, the first thing I thought of was my husband, Mm -hmm. who he is the king of list making. You're the queen. He's the king. I, I love his lists. I, you know, I get a kick out of them anytime I, I happen to see them. He, he has things on there like drive home. And it <laughs> says how long he thinks it will take. And I'm, I'm always just amused that he thinks that he's going to forget that he's supposed to drive home. But of course, that's not the point of the list. The point is that's part of what is going on in his day. So, right. you know, and, and, you know, and, and I admit I'm kind of the fly by the seat of my pants person, but maybe that's why he and I make such a good couple. But let's really talk about the lists and, and, and you know, why we can use them to truly help things be better in our lives. So mm-hmm. what are, what are some, some tips on how we should really be using lists? Sure. Well, I love that your husband's a list maker. That's great. I uh, and I also I love I love <laughs> that he um, he puts down how how long he thinks things will take because mm-hmm. that's the missing element. This is right. very advanced list making that he's doing. Mm-hmm. This is not just a to do list. Right. Because so often people think, oh, it'll take five minutes, and you end up doing something for thirty five minutes, right. and then relate to your next appointment or whatever it mm-hmm. is. So when I teach people about you know how to be more efficient with your time, it's very much about being very clear about how long will that task actually take you. So sometimes you have to time yourself. Right. You have to time how long these things take. How long does it take you to put your makeup on in the morning? Mm-hmm. How long is it, you know, that's just my, my timing brain as being a producer. Everything is, you know, fits into a 30 second slot or something right. like that. Um, so that's very important is to really, uh, when you're making that list, make sure you put things on the list that you have the time and the resources to do mm-hmm. that day. I like to do daily to-do lists um, because for me, it's very immediate. So what I do is I make the list the night before. Every night before I leave my desk, whether I was working in corporate America or now that I'm working for myself, I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I sit down, I make that list. It's the very last thing that I do before I leave. And I run through every single thing that needs to happen the following day. And it has to be very specific. That's another thing for the list making. Make sure that you're not writing just like emails. Right. Write back to Deb about interview. You know, Mm -hmm. very, very specific. Uh, And and again, make sure that you have the time and the resources to do it. So don't put something on there that you don't have time to do, like write book. You're Mm -hmm. never going to write a book in one day. That just doesn't happen. So what is the piece of that, that you can do, right? Maybe you're doing some research or maybe you're writing, you know, part of a proposal or something like that. Put that piece on there. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's very, very important. And then the resources. So, you know, is this something that you can do yourself or do you need to outsource it? Right. You know, and I love that you say be specific because that tends to be my downfall. Mm -hmm. I will write one or two words. Mm-hmm. You know, and as a memory jogger, right, you know, so that when I look at it later, but then I look at it later and I think, okay. What did what I mean? I meant <laughs> I did that just this morning, you know, and, and what I tend to do in, especially in the evenings or if I'm out and about, so not in front of my computer, if, if there's something that I think, oh, I got to remember to do, I send myself an email. That mm-hmm. way I've written it down. I've got a, you know, it's going to pop up. It's going to, you know, remind me all these various things. And so I had written down the name of a client and emailed it to myself. That's it. I get up this morning and I looked at that and I thought, what do you suppose I was supposed to do? Um, Or I'm also real good at writing down a phone number and nothing else. Like, mm, what do you suppose? And so, you know, you do that. That's very mysterious. That's very exciting. You and think, okay, should I hang up? (laughs) 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 All these various things. And so it is about putting those, you know, four or five additional words that, you know, it tells me, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do, or this is whose phone number it was, or or whatever it is. Right. I don't want you to have to be thinking about it, you know, because then that that wastes time. It's a time waster. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And and the same thing with how you structure your list, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it, it, and this is the thing. It, 
different things work for different people. So you have to sort of try out what works best for you. Mm -hmm. And people hate that answer because that that requires work, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But you have to. And I I always suggest that you do something for two weeks and see if it sticks. And Mm -hmm. if it works, you you stick with it. Um, But also to be able to... um, segment your list so that you have, I do on the left-hand side, all of the work to-dos that I need to work on that day. Mm -hmm. And then on the right-hand side, I have stuff that I have to do for home Mm -hmm. so that it's very clearly defined to me what goes where. So I don't have to think about it. I don't have to go through and say, oh, well, I have to get grandma a gift, but I also have to make that phone call and do that podcast interview, you know, not on the same list. So your lists need to be separate. And to-do lists are not the same as, you know, bucket lists. So you shouldn't have bucket list items on there. I like that you have a bucket list, but it should not be all mushed together Mm -hmm. in the same place. Um, Some people that I've spoken to, you know, um, as I was doing research for the book, they uh, they really loved the idea of a before lunch, after lunch list. Um, and I came up with this because, you know, people were having trouble with their, uh, when they were most efficient. Mm-hmm. And I actually created a an online course called Listful Thinking Masterclass, which is based mm-hmm. on the book. And in it, we really go into your productivity style because everybody's style is different. Mm-hmm. So just because you might be a morning person, right? And we we're read studies that people should be morning people because you're more productive. Not totally true. If right. I'm not a morning person, I don't want to become one. You mm-hmm. know, that's not going to make me more efficient. That's going to make me angry. <laughs> right. That's going to make me cranky. So how can I tap into my productivity style? And the idea of the before lunch, after lunch is when are you more productive, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're uh, better at writing in the morning and you have a, cl- you know, a clear head and you just get to it, put all those tasks that require writing before lunch. Mm-hmm. And then after lunch, you know, maybe you're a little more chatty and you want to do your calls and things like that. You can design your day for the most part, however you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just really tapping into how, how you work best. Right. So my longtime listeners know that I've been ill. And had some, you know, as my doctor put them, catastrophic complications. Got to love it when you see those words, right? And so in three years, I've had 12 surgeries and I don't even know how many procedures. So, you know, that the the commercial, this is your brain on drugs. Well, this is my brain on anesthesia. Um, You know, lots and lots of anesthesia. And now I know that it is part of a self-fulfilling prophecy. When I say, oh, my memory sucks now, my brain goes, okay, that's a good excuse. Um, mm-hmm. But I have learned that, that I need to do lists and I need to write things down. And so I'm getting much better at it. And, you know, it, and it was not my habit to do that. I mean, I really was fly by the seat of my pants, maybe write it on a sticky note that then st- stuckied somewhere else, you know, all these various mm-hmm. things. But I did mine trial and error, you know, and, and, and I started with somebody else's kind of weekly schedule type of thing. So mine's a combination of schedule and, and to-do lists. And I know you say do them separate, so I might have to work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I have daily planning. So, you know, breaks out by day. And then I have objectives for the month, the week's projects, and then notes. And, and so it's all going on one. So I see that's kind of one of the things that I'm struggling with is we've got business and we've got personal all on the same thing. But, you know, it it is helping me track things and really remember, okay, I have to do this today. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and, and, and I'm keeping them so that I can look back through and I also add stuff. You know, so say something came up and I, I did it, I put that on my list. So oh, that me too. Can, it's the best feeling. Yeah. Cross it right off. I know. It's like, woohoo, did it already. Yes. Um, plus, it is a good memory jogger. You know, if, if a client says, hey, when did you do that for me? Rather than you know, going to email and trying to figure out, and, you know, uh-uh, I can just flip through my list really quickly. I love that. That's that's a very very good system. Uh, it seems to be serving you. But I, I think part of it too is that uh, you don't want to have to remember to remember right something right. Mm-hmm. And so that's not the best use of your brain power. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be using your brain to do the thing right. as opposed to trying to remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if the if the list making is is your dirty little secret to be able to get it all done, then I say go for it. Right. You know, and there's like you said, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you know, we are all busy people, you know, and, and there's so many things that come at us every day. It's okay to do lists. You know, it's not that we're <clears throat> getting older. <laughs> you know? And it's not cheating. It's not cheating. You know, and, and so it's, it's great to put that on there. And, you know, and I do, I need to come up with, you know, how can I add personal on there? You know, do I just need another column? All these various things, because then that's the other hitch is, 
you know, I will forget, oh, you know, when did I plan to send out Christmas cards or, you know, all these various things. But it's funny, I get, I'm getting very dependent on my list. You know, I had my grocery list yesterday. And I love that you talk about grocery lists. And, and that's typically what people think of when we're doing a grocery list. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I had my list. You know, I'd, I'd added to it all week. And, you know, we, we bustle off to the, the store yesterday and we're, oh, you know, five minutes from the house. So not far. And I realized my list was at home. I forgot to put on their pickup. Uh, right? mm-hmm. And so my husband says, well, should we turn around? No, because then I was frustrated. I was annoyed. And I said, I can, I can remember what's on my list. And so I sat there as he drove for about another five minutes. And of course, it didn't come to me because I was trying so hard to think about it. And so after several deep sighs and even a little, you know, because I was, I was just mad at myself. He just turns around and he comes back to the house. I come in, I get my list. I'm a happy little camper. <laughs> right. You get all the things you need. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and so it's, it's one of those things that you know, for me, it, it's it, lists are great tools, um, you know, and, and, and I love them, but you know, what are some ways where people go wrong with their lists? Mm, well, I think, you know, for you, some digital list making can help because okay. I am, I am very much of a, a handwritten type of list person. Mm-hmm. And there's, um, now but, there's a reason why handwriting is, is uh, hand space writing <laughs> a list is better for you. Tell us a little bit about that first. Yeah. Well, you're 33% more likely to do something when you write it down. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been studies done about that. And it really just kind of Im- imprints in your brain in a different way than if you're typing it. So uh, it definitely does sort of, you know, put it in your in your brain and, and allow you to get it done, be more efficient. But as far as digital lists go, I, you know, I used to run into the exact same problem where I was like, oh, I made this great list and now I forgot it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would do, sometimes I'd take a photo of the list just right, so I've as soon as I mm-hmm. take a picture, just so at least, okay, I have it. It's on my phone. Yeah. Um, but I also like to use certain types of apps for certain kinds of lists. So uh, for grocery lists, or if I'm going to the drugstore, you know, picking up items, that kind of thing. I like mm-hmm. to use Wonderlist. It's W-U-N-D-E-R. L-I-S-T, Wonderlist. Mm-hmm. And uh, that way it, it syncs to my phone. I can be at my desk and, and you know, on the desktop and, and uh, go to the website and think, oh, I have to get this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And then it just syncs up with my phone. So then I always have it. Right. Um, you know, so that's been pretty helpful for me. And I tend to get the same kind of things over and over and over again. So you mm-hmm. can just, um, you know, take them sort of from the, from the garbage bin and just put them back into your list again. Right can see them all there. So it, that makes it a little bit easier for those kinds of lists. I still like to do my to-do list by hand. Well, now talk to us though about why you put the stuff on there that you buy every time, like milk, bread, whatever it is. Oh, you forget. I mean, you really, you get shiny object syndrome, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's the same reason why when I was a television producer, I would write down all the questions I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew, I mean, I've been doing this for, you know, close to 20 years, a long time. Um, I knew what kind of questions I, I was going to ask. I knew that I was going to ask somebody the very first question out of my mouth, no matter who it was, could you please say and spell your first and last name? Mm-hmm. Every time, that's the first question I always had for somebody so that we could have it, you know, on tape and I'd make sure that we could identify the person. Um, it was always on my list. Mm-hmm. It was always my first question um, because things happen, you know, right. distractions pop up and, you know, maybe something, something happens and, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, what was I supposed to do? And you leave and you don't have the things that you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, the grocery list is the, the best example of that. You know, you walk through, you get sidetracked by, you know, something that they have in the aisles and you totally don't even get the stuff that you needed for your guacamole. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you have to make two trips. Right. You know, and uh, now you live in New York, and so making trips to the store is a little bit more complicated than it, you is. Know, it is here in Atlanta. Yes. It's unforgiving. You know, yes. I grew up in the mountains of Colorado where we had a store, you know, that served some items. But if you wanted things like <clears throat> produce you know, and, and good meat, things like that, it was 65 miles. Wow. And so I, you know, we did lists and my mother, you know, she's, she was really good at, at all of those things too, because really we didn't want to get 65 miles away from the store and no. go, where'd the milk go? Sure. <laughs> right. The, the, the price is too high to have to go all the way back for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's, 
it is, you know, we do get sidetracked. You know, I, I'm, I keep coming back to that as opposed to getting sidetracked, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, we're at the store. You're right. We see something pretty. We see something distracting. Somebody talks to us, all these various things. So it's not stupid or silly to put the repeat items on there um, because we've all done it. You know, where we've done something a hundred times and we get to 101 and we forget it. And it was like, oh. yeah, or recipes that you, you, you know, you've made a zillion times and then you forget the onions or mm-hmm. you forget the tomatoes or whatever it is, you know, um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, people do a lot of food delivery. That's basically how I get everything delivered here in Manhattan mm-hmm. is through uh, delivery services. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of these apps or websites that, that you can use do have lists that you can make. And so what I do is I make lists within, um, w- within the website for dishes that I make frequently. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's say I want to make chili, then everything that I need for the chili is there so I can just add everything into the cart in one in one go. So it makes it a lot easier than having to remember or go find the recipe and then decide the list is there. It makes it more efficient. Mm-hmm. Well, and you can even do them, you know, because, you know, you can obviously be, have multiple lists going on. So maybe the your chili recipe is actually a list. And mm-hmm. so then when you're at the store, you just refer back to that list. Right, exactly. You know, and, and we talked about how important it is to hand write your lists. But, you know, it, it, the, the cool part about digital, and we'll talk more about some of the, the ones that you really like, is that we don't always have our printed list, and here's mine, mm-hmm. <laughs> in front of us, you know, which is why I send myself emails that then don't make sense, or, you know, we're in the car, right. all these various things. So let's, let's talk about some more digital lists. Or mm-hmm. digital yeah. apps. Mm-hmm. Sure. I also do. Uh, I, I like the Meeting Maker. I think you said you, you do that as well. Mm-hmm. I um, I did that a lot more when I was um, working as a as a producer. Uh, if I thought of something that I needed to do the next day and I had mm-hmm. forgotten to write it on my list, you know, because that list lived in my desk, right? Uh, you know, and if I was home or something, and I'm like, oh shoot, I forgot that I have to do this thing. I would either email myself, but sometimes that would get a little bit cumbersome because there were so many emails, or I would just make a meeting maker in Mm -hmm. my calendar to pop up at a certain time Mm -hmm. with the reminder of whatever it was, not to do the task, but to put it on my list. Right. So that I would pop up and I would do it at a time where I knew I was going to be around. You Mm -hmm. know, I didn't do it at a time where I knew I'd be on a shoot or I'd be in the studio or whatever it was. I knew that I would be there. So it would pop up and then I could add it to my list, uh, you know, depending on what else was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, and so th- I found that to always sort of be helpful. It was one extra little, little, uh, you know, sort of secret weapon. Um, and I also really love Evernote. Mm-hmm. And when I first started using Evernote, I kind of hated it because it was a little bit too, like there's too much you can do with it. Right. So I don't actually use it for lists. Mm-hmm. I, well, not for to-do lists, I'll mm-hmm. say. Um, I use it more so for lists of, of things. Like for instance, you know, when I'm buying gifts for people uh, throughout the year, you're able to uh, come up with ideas and then I stick it on a list in Evernote. I know that's where my list lives for mm-hmm. gift ideas. You know, um, Every single packing list that I've ever done, I do a new packing list for every single trip. Even though it's pretty much a template, mm-hmm. I go through, I keep them in Evernote so that they're there. So I have them accessible. Um, you know, uh, tax information, you know, when write-offs and things like that, I just keep everything in Evernote so I know exactly where it is. So it's more of like a trunk storage mm-hmm. rather than something I'm using every day. It's something that I refer back to. And I really like it because there's an app and then there's also the website. Right. Yeah. And it's funny. I literally have your book open to the page that talks about Evernote. So page uh-huh. 119. <laughs> um, and because, you know, uh, I'm one of those non-Evernote fans. Mm-hmm. I've even taken some classes in it. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it is that it's like, oh my gosh, it can do everything. Um, and, and that's a little overwhelming. I think one of the things that might really come in handy is the fact that you can, can record things because there are more and more states that you can, that are hands-free states. You know, you're not supposed mm-hmm. to be typing all these various things now. Um, you know, and, and so you can use Evernote to be, re- to dictate basically, you know, all these various things. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny, I don't know why I've just never become an Evernote fan. It's one of those, like, I, I use it sporadically enough that then when I go back to use it, I don't remember and I can't get into my password. Right. And right. It was, I'm done. You know, and, and yeah. in fact, I don't even know that it's on this iPhone. 
But I also use it very much for um, conferences. When ah, I'm at a conference, that's when I and I'm it. taking notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm taking notes, and I want to have it in one spot. I mean, I love mm-hmm. Google Docs. I, mm-hmm. I like live my life in Google Docs, but mm-hmm. for some reason, I just like to have a separate place just for those notes when I'm not, you know, at my desk or working on stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, that I, I find to be really great because then I can refer right back to it. I know where it is. That's just my list. You know, that, that's that's how my mind thinks is, mm-hmm. is to be able to go there for that specific thing as opposed to everything. Cause you're right. I mean, I think that's the problem with Evernote is that there's so much that you could do, but I don't want to do all that much. You know, it's like when I, I want to know what I want to use it for. And then that way I'll remember, you know, like I have an app, um, that I use, it's called matchbook and, um, it, it just has restaurants in it. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, oh, I loved that one when I was books. reading about it. I'm like, Ooh, yeah. let's check this one out. Yeah. Just for books, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Goodreads. So, you know, for me, like to be able to compartmentalize these things. So it's not like, wait, where is that list? That's a problem with Evernote. It's like, Oh, I think it's in here somewhere, you mm-hmm. know? Well, and I love that you use different apps for certain things because then you know, okay, thinking of restaurant, go to this list. Thinking of this app, thinking of this, go to this. So that you, because that's the other problem is do you need a list of your lists? <laughs> right. Well, it's like leaving your keys in the same place every day. Right. You know, you know exactly where to find it. That's how I look at it. So what are some other uh, digital things that you really like? Um, so I do like Todoist. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another good app um, because it does integrate with Gmail, which I use quite often. And the way that it works is, you know, there's an app and then um, it integrates with Gmail. So it, it actually will pop up right in your Gmail window. So you ah. can add lists right mm-hmm. well, from your email because a lot of times the things that you have to do do pop up in email first. You mm-hmm. know, people ask questions or you need to get to do this or get to do that. So I do like that. Um, I like Asana. Um, which is for project management. So right. it's it's a good way to you know sort of uh, keep on keep keep tabs on your coworkers or whoever it is that's working on a project mm-hmm. with you without going through email so often because right. you know we have an email problem. Everybody's constantly emailing people mm-hmm. and the emails get lost. Everything for certain tasks gets gets held in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and in your book, yeah. you mentioned that you use Asana for personal use too. Um, you know, and and I'm thinking of people that have your know, several kids, they've got a spouse, you know, all these, and you're, it's, you know, they've, they've got the big master whiteboard that nobody ever remembers sure. to update. And then poor Billy gets left somewhere because somebody forgot to go get him. Um, you know, and, and so I tell us a little bit more about Asana because I know we've got a lot of parents who listen to the program. Yeah, uh, it's it's really great for for different projects, and you can add people, or you know, different things that you're working on, or things mm-hmm. that you're doing that you have to assign tasks to other people. Um, you know, uh, if like if, go get Billy. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So that it ends up on your list, you know, and that you, you get reminded of that. Um, you know, I think Google Docs and Google uh, Calendar work really well for that too. You know, mm-hmm. if you're trying to manage a lot of people's schedules. Um, so I would try that for sure. I also really like, um, and I don't think this one's in the book, but um, because I came upon it afterwards, or maybe it didn't even exist when the book came out, but it's called Airtable mm. and it's a spreadsheet. Um, mm-hmm. So for people who love like nerd out on spreadsheets, it's mm-hmm. really awesome. Um, I, you know, in my uh, life as a television producer, everything is in a rundown. You know, right. you know exactly what's happening at what point in the day or what what point in a show, mm-hmm. what's coming next, you know, within a one hour newscast. Um, and so I really like the idea of a spreadsheet to be able to see, you know, for anything, you know, what's next in a day or if you're doing an event um, or even, you know, to be able to keep track of, let's say, like prospects, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe clients or something like that. Um, You know, Google Sheets is pretty good too, but Airtable just has a couple of, you know, extra bells and whistles that that, uh, you can't do in in Google Sheets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course, the important thing with any type of calendar program is that you keep it updated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I keep, I, you know, there's some stuff that goes into my Outlook calendar, but I use Gmail, you know, as or I use, you know, Google Calendar mm-hmm. and I color code things, you know, because then I can glance at it very quickly and go, oh, okay, I have three interviews this week. I have one doctor's appointment and I have four meetings. Uh, my producer has access to it. My husband does. I don't think he ever checks it um, because mm-hmm. he'll say, what are we supposed to be doing? But um, <laughs> you're like, you're, but I, you should yeah, know. Yeah. And I put everything on there you know, that, that is a true time commitment or time sensitive type of, of thing. And, you know, and because I use an online scheduling program, which is, you know, another cool thing that, that a lot of people can use, Mm -hmm. it ties into, to my Google calendar also. 
So when I keep that updated, you know, when somebody then requests time to uh, schedule an interview, it knows, okay, well, we can't do this time or that time. Here are some times that it suggests, um, you know, and, and then I've built into there a half hour uh, on either side. Pretty much for anything, which here in Atlanta, I have, I've built that in because that's get lost time. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I do, I get lost out here in Atlanta. I'm used to having those mountains in Colorado. That was West, you know, and, and, or like somebody that has the ocean, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, so here it's like not so much. Um, but it is, you know, it's, it, it's critical that no matter what you're doing on all of these, that you keep them up. Uh-huh. So, yes. Do you find that that's maybe the hardest thing for people when they're starting out is they start with good intentions and then they fizzle? Oh, well, they'll, they'll download every single app that's in the book <laughs> and they'll try all of them at the same time. Even though right. I do say, you know, disclaimer, do not do that. Yes, pick uh, one. <laughs> yes, just pick one and try it for two weeks and see what happens. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it might not, there's another really great, uh, as I'm thinking of them, uh, list um, app called Clear. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Very, very uh, simple, simplistic. Mm-hmm. It's very good, but it's it's a beautiful design. Um, but it's you know it's it's really great. So that's another one to try. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just think people overwhelm themselves. Like, oh, this is going to help me get efficient, and then you you have too much you know bogging you down. Really, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I love the idea of of really setting specific times to do things. You know, you say you have your your. Um, you know, your pad time on the beginning or the end of, of interviews and things like that, that's really important because uh, so often, like we, we talked about earlier, people think, oh, it'll take five minutes and it takes 15, it takes 20, right. it takes 30. Um, even when you set appointments with people to be able to, in that moment, when you're putting it in your calendar, mm-hmm. also put the directions, right. you know, put the directions in there, put how long it's going to take you to get there mm-hmm. so that you don't have to be searching for that information when you're running out the door. Right. Um, you know, for Google Calendar, I also do, I color code as well. And, you know, now that I work from home, I, I use the blue color if it's something that I have to do outside of the house. So if I'm going to meet somebody for lunch or I have a meeting or somewhere else because it's out in the blue sky. So I make it blue. Uh, You know, that's kind of how my brain works, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's like whatever works for you, whatever your system is, uh, go for it. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, you know, I definitely like adding buffer time, you know, because that's where we get ourselves into trouble, you know, and, and whether it's, you know, in an office where you schedule things and then meetings tend to run long. I mean, you know, that's just right. the way things are. Or but, people are late, you know. Yeah, you know, and, and, and set timers. I mean, I I do that all the time. And I, you know, it's more than anything, I'm telling people, I respect your time. Therefore, mm-hmm. I'm going to set a timer so that we don't go over your time. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and then if they're really interested, they'll say, oh, it's okay. We can keep going. But respect their time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I did a, a blog post uh, a while back about how you should try to set your appointments uh on at 15 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, 15 minutes after the hour as opposed to the top of the hour right. if you're having trouble being on time. Mm-hmm. Because at the top of the hour, your alarm should go off to nudge you to go to the meeting, to move, right. to get mm-hmm. up. and to get. For some reason, you know, if it happens at 45 after and you have to be there, you know, at the top of the hour, it's not really the same. But the mm-hmm. top of the hour is a very good reset time. Mm-hmm. Sort of nudge you to say, okay, wait a minute, I have to get these things in, in and build that in as part of, of part of the meeting. Mm-hmm. Right. Well... I'm, I want to switch and talk about media, but before we do, do sure. you have any final thoughts about lists for people? Uh, just don't be so hard on yourself. You know, a lot of times people see the list and they keep thinking, oh, if I can't get to the end of this, I can't, you know, I don't know how, how, mm-hmm. how am I going to get it all done? Uh, you know, just be a little bit kind to yourself. And if something keeps popping up on your list over and over and over again, it might be time to just let it go and say, this is never going to happen right. and that's okay. Yeah. I I have things that have been on my list for so long that really I look and I what what did, what was that? <laughs> if I'm Why did I want to do over, that? Yeah, you know if it's if it's been carried over more than once or twice, okay. It does you know do I either need to sit down and do it, or mm-hmm. you know what what's going on with it? Exactly. Great. Well, the other thing that you are, of course, an expert in is working with the media, and I love this. This is is so cool. This really is what's near and dear to my heart because I spent so many years doing this when I was in Colorado and I still, you know, work with people a little bit, but you know, it's, we, we work with clients who say, get me on X, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I mean, I, I, it's so funny. I had this client one time 
absolutely delightful woman. She'd written a great book, and this was back, you'll love this, this was back when Oprah was still on, Mm -hmm. and Oprah had her book, you know, her, her book of the month. Right. And so this lovely person came to me and said, get me on Oprah. Hmm. As that was her first target, I said, "Okay, let's start oh, yeah. this back up." Yeah. <laughs> so, talk to us first of all. Tell people a little bit about you know this this part of your life, and then we'll go from there. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I'm a media trainer. So that mm-hmm. means basically that I help experts who want to be on camera to be able to speak more succinctly about what they do uh, mm-hmm. and get their message out there in a, in a bigger way. So I do work with a lot of publishers who bring me their authors and say, hey, you know, they need to promote the book. What's the best way to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked with a cryptocurrency company that, uh, you know, is brilliant, but it's very difficult to explain what that is. Right. So I help them to be able to do that, whether it be on TV or, you know, radio podcasts or it, all these skills really really do work for anything, you know, Mm -hmm. even when you're speaking to clients or talking to your friends or whatever it is to really get to the point. Don't bury the lead. Think in headlines, you know, uh, so that you can get your info out there as opposed to what most people do is they meander and get to the point at the end, Mm -hmm. uh, which in television, there is no time for that. You have to do it all up front. Uh, So uh, that's how I work with people mostly. I do a lot of workshops uh, and I work one-on-one as well. Um, And then I actually do work with um, some PR companies um, and come in to help train their staff on how to pitch media better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do you uh, send them a pitch that they want? Because as someone who has gotten thousands and thousands of pitches, I'll tell you, there's a lot of really bad ones out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be able to break through, and, and that's part of Lights, Camera, Expert, um, the online course that I have, which uh, basically is uh, teaching experts how to do just that, how to, how to really, you know, get through, cut through the noise and mm-hmm. produce, you know, really great, Uh, pitches that the media is interested in. Um, But I'm really bullish on getting people to do video Mm -hmm. and to produce their own content because, you know, yeah, it's great to be able to be on the Today Show or be out there, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do. That's great for credibility. And of course, you know, I came up through traditional media, so I'm very, very, you know, uh, interested in continuing to keep that alive. Mm -hmm. But right now you could be live from your phone as we speak right Mm -hmm. now. Right. So why not utilize that? And video is such a great connector for people. They get to see you. They get to know you. They get to like you. Um, So I always tell people to start, you know, get out there on video and be Mm -hmm. able to do that. So I train people to do that as well. Right. Well, and doing something like Facebook Live or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, is going to make you more comfortable if and when the time comes that you're in front of an ABC camera Uh or all those various things. Very true. Very true. And I actually, there's an app that I love that I'm addicted to and I tell all my clients to download it. Um, It's called Marco Polo. And it's an app that's like a video app, um, video uh, tag almost. Like it's almost like a back and forth, like walkie talkie style. Hmm. So uh, you can talk back and forth to somebody, you know, you'd have to have their their phone number Mm -hmm. and you just leave little like messages, little video messages, and you pop back and forth, and it really gets you used to being on camera mm-hmm. and talking and, and having something to say and not meander too much. Right. Uh, and it's really fun, and it's actually a really great way to keep in touch with people. Um, I've kept in touch with, with friends of mine from all over the world this mm-hmm. way. Uh, it's much easier than, oh, let's find a time to talk. I just leave you a message when I want to, and then you, know, you reply when you can. Cool. I like that. Um, I'm going to have to definitely check that out. So I might have to to Marco Polo you. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You know, one of the, I'm, I'm old school media, like when you were probably still in diapers (laughs) and, but the, the premise is still the same, you know, and, and so, you know, I loved working with people and doing media training and, and Mm -hmm. all of those various things and, and teaching people how to be prepared. You know, I was always telling people you know, we're not, we're not doing an expose here, folks. The media right. is wanting to work with you in a positive way. Yes. We want you to do well. You know, mm-hmm. we're not setting you up. We want you to, to shine. Right. Because guess what? Then the producers look good because <laughs> then they're able to say, oh yeah, that was my guest. I brought them in. That right. would be, this was my segment. Right. Um, but, you know, always remembering who the audience is. That's mm-hmm. the big thing is to serve the audience and right. always be of service. Uh, a lot of times people, you know, especially I work with a lot of authors. They want, oh, I want to sell books. I want to sell books. I get it. You know, as an author, I understand. Right. But to whom? Um, 
So, <laughs> right. And, and, you know, for, for what? Like the answer is never, oh, buy my book mm-hmm. or, oh, I wrote about it in this chapter or, you know, the answer is give away the answer, you know, right. actually give away the stuff. Right. I mean, you're a great example of that. You just went through quite a few of the chapters of your book right mm-hmm. here. Um, sure. Now, you know, the, the cool thing is, unless you literally almost read the book and we were here for several hours, what you're doing is you're teasing enough that then people go, oh, I do have to buy that book. Right. Exactly. You want to be of service. You always want to give stuff away. You never say, oh, oh well, if you read the book, you'd find out all the apps. No. Mm-hmm. Tell people. They, it, whether or not they ever buy from you, they should get something out of your segment. You know, mm-hmm. be of service. I always say that. It's always about the takeaway. And mm-hmm. that's what a, a producer will be looking for, especially in television, um, you know, for your segment. If you're going to pitch somebody, make sure that there's a takeaway there. That mm-hmm. tomorrow, you know, they can make their breakfast with, I don't know, kale juice instead of uh, tomato juice because it's Whatever, whatever your expertise is. No, uh uh-uh. You're not doing it? Not unless there's alcohol in it. Now, (laughs) but okay. See, here we go. Squirrel. Um, You know, and it's it's funny because we do have, in my past, I had one time where I had an expose type of of reporter contact us and scared the living daylights out of me. But I knew who she was. And so I knew that was what she was calling for. And it was, you know, when we, when I worked for the American Cancer Society and I was the media relations coordinator for the Rocky Mountain region, but primarily Denver because Rocky Mountain region, that's the biggest, biggest metro area. And so, you know, I answer my phone and this lovely person says, hello, this is Paula Woodward from Channel 9. And my first thought was, oh, crap, because mm-hmm. she only did exposés. I mean, that was what she, you know, that was what she was known for. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I took a deep breath. And it was one of those instances where a former employee had contacted her and said, hey, do I have a story to tell? Now, she was a true reputable journalist in every sense of the word. You know, she, she wanted to research, she wanted to have her facts right, all of those various things. And so, you know, after I got over my, you know, faint and pass out, I, I said, you know, what do you need? She told me, we go through all this. And I said, what is your deadline? She told me that. And because she, again, she was wanting to do a good story, you know, she, she, and she wanted to get both sides. Which so is then, great and not always the case. Right. Well, you know, you don't always get that. Oh yeah. You know, and so I, you know, I run up and down the hall like a chicken with my head cut off for a second mm-hmm. and then we gathered our troops and, and turns out what she was calling about was correct. We had, had done something that probably shouldn't have done and, you know, and, and so, you know, I called her back. I admitted that. I said, okay, you are right. But here are the steps we have already taken to Mm -hmm. to modify the situation. And bless her heart, she said, well, there's no story here. Oh, wow. (laughs) And so that was, but, but, you know, that was uh, one of those instances where, you know, good or bad, we took the time. I mean, you know, if I had just gone, oh my gosh, you're lying. You know, I kept my head about me, you know, and even if they're calling with a positive thing, you don't want to just flip an answer out there. You know, take the time because again, the reporters want to have the good story. But that was 25 years ago. Oy. Um, (laughs) Do you think, and this, you know, especially with the technology, with just the change. I mean, you know, we have bloggers. We have so many non-traditional media now. Does that make things much more difficult? Well, look, there's there's so many more outlets than there than there were. You know, um, right. when I, uh, you know, I worked at Fox News Channel for over a decade, and when I first got there, and you know, I worked for .dot com, and it was really hard to book any guests at .dot com mm-hmm. because everyone said, "Oh, wait, this isn't going to be on TV," and it's like, "No, it's better. It's going to be on the internet, and people can click on it whenever they want." Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was really difficult at first, and then you know, as people got into it and said, oh, wait a minute, I, people don't have to tune in right at a, a specific time and tape it if they, you know, so they mm-hmm. won't miss it and all that. It's like, no. Uh, so the game, the landscape has really changed, especially with, with streaming services and, you know, now Instagram, there's Instagram TV and there's a whole bunch of, you know, producers of media there too. You know, some of the big media outlets are producing their own shows on Instagram TV. So there's a lot more places to be found. There's a lot of stuff. So it is difficult to sort of break through, but the best way to do it is, again, specificity. Right. Really, really be able to target um, a specific audience and say, here's how I can help them. 
you know, and it's very, very specific. Right. Uh, I, you know, I can't tell you how often I would get pitches that were, you know, very, very generic and they mm-hmm. clearly didn't know who our audience was and they didn't care. They just wanted media coverage. Right. Uh, and, you know, you're never going to start with the Today Show, you know, get that out of your head. Mm-hmm. You should start local and smaller stations and right. work on your message and, mm-hmm. and work up from there. That's, uh, you know, as, as someone who worked in national media for a long time, I don't know that I've, I ever, you know, brought somebody in who had not been already on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's a little bit of a different game because you can produce your own content. So if right. you're, if you've never been on TV before, but you're producing Facebook lives and you're on Instagram, you know, video all the time and you're doing, it's different. I can see what you look like. I can hear how you sound. I can, you know, kind of figure out how you're going to perform. Mm-hmm. So in that way, it's a little bit easier to break through. Right. You know, and I love that you say find your 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 niche, you know, your your target, because th- really there are millions, if not more, of of potential places you can be, and you know, so uh, reaching say the biggest mommy blogger mm. could actually do more for whatever it is that you've got than being on the Today Show or or something like that, um, because oh for sure, it, you know, and and. And some of those, you know, I, I have to admit, I'm kind of glad that I'm not doing so much of that anymore because it is a little bit overwhelming. But it's it's also cool because you can you can find that exact spot and and really that sweet spot and say, oh, this is the person I need to reach out to. And then in advance, you can connect with them on social media. We're saying connect, not stalk, um, <laughs> because most people like that, you know, have some type of social media presence, whether it's, you know, a, a public Facebook page, um, they've Instagram, Snapchat, all of those various things. So you can kind of be, be their friend in advance, you know, but, but, you know, as Paula mentioned, you get to know a little bit about them. So then in your pitch, you can say, oh my gosh, I saw that you just did a story about dogs. Have I got this great story about dogs? Sure. Um, you know, and, and I, because they're, they're getting pitched so many times, you know, I, when I still worked for the American Cancer Society, I remember I went to a, a media roundtable through PRSA and sat with a person from one of the, the at that point, two newspapers in Denver She was the health uh, reporter. And at that point, now this is a long time ago, folks, she got probably 200 pitches a day. A day. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. And I mean, I would guess that some people now get thousands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's 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 out of hand, <laughs> to say the least, you know. Um, that's why, you know, follow-up is really important, but how you follow up is mm-hmm. super, super important. Um, you know, when you reply back, uh, you know, give a couple days and then I would reply back and say, hey, uh, you know, basically repitch again instead mm-hmm. of saying, hey, what did you think of Blow? Because right. they, they don't even busy. have time to scroll down and look at it. Just make it easy, you know, make it make it like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, to your point about being friendly, it's true, you know, be engaged, see what kind of things the producer or the reporter are working on that they've done in the past and see what other stuff they're doing mm-hmm. and be engaged with that. I mean, for instance, when my book came out the week, I still remember the very first copy of, of listful thinking that I, that I signed um, was with an expert that I was doing a segment with that week at Fox. Mm-hmm. And he came in, he's uh, a good friend to this day, psychologist. And he came in with my book and it was the first, the book was out that week. It was the first time I had seen the book. Wow. He got, yes. I mean, what a great memory. He looked me up. He saw that I had a book coming out. He went and got the book. Mm-hmm. He showed up for the segment. And I was like dumbfounded. I was like, oh my God, that's the book, you know? And he had gotten it early through Amazon or something. And I hadn't even seen it yet. Oh my. And so, to, right. So to this day, it remains that's the first copy of the book mm-hmm. I ever, I ever, you know, uh, signed. And like, what a wonderful, nice thing. He was also an author. So he mm-hmm. knew what a special thing it is to have a book out in the world and right. how important it is to have people who support you and how exciting it is, especially, you know, when you're doing other things and other jobs, mm-hmm. you're not an author, you know, that's not your only job. Right. Uh, but, you know, what a nice thing. And then, you know, he actually was really great on camera, really great mm-hmm. during the segment and became one of my go-to experts. You know, mm-hmm. I had done tons and tons of segments with him. Even until my last week at Fox, I was still mm-hmm. calling him. I love it. You know, and I remember one of the things that I was told was, you know, they're people too, you know, right. you be intimidated by them just because right. they work for X, you know, and, and, but most importantly, they're doing a job. 
right. you know, and, and we're doing a job. So let's see if we can work together. Mm-hmm. It's so true. So true. And, and to be able to, to do it in a way that helps to serve the audience. Like that's what it's all about. You right. know, it's not about you and how famous your client is or how famous you are or how, you know, if that's not what it's about. I mean, sometimes it is, I guess, <laughs> for certain people, but um, that is not what it should only be about. Right. You know, and it is about, you know, you might've mentioned this managing expectations mm-hmm. and, you know, part of that is the, how you know, knowing how long the segment might be, all these various things. You know, I, I remember when I worked for the American Cancer Society, we could get on TV fairly often. You know, we had very good relationships with all of the news stations in Denver. And we had different partnerships, you know, you know, for, for each, like, event or... There's a the month. Yeah, all of those various yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And But I would always tell whoever it was, now, just because we recorded for X number of time doesn't mean that's how long it's going to be on. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and because they're all psyched and they're like on for 30 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> or less. Right, exactly. Right. I mean, do shoots for two hours and you're using, you know, mm-hmm. 10 seconds of somebody's right. soundbite. Yeah. And then if something big comes up, you get bumped. Oh, um, yeah. We did a, a big special event one time. And, and I mean, it was it was probably our biggest fundraiser of the year. We prepped with the station. They had run tons of stories in advance. They had done, you know, a, uh, patient stories, uh, survivor stories, you know, interviews with my docs, all these various things. And then came day of the event, and Gulf War happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so we had nobody, um, you know. And and now they made it up to us, but it was one of those things where I remember the the person in charge of the event was livid, and mm-hmm. I said, "You got to understand." If it bleeds, it leads, and we yeah. went to war. <laughs> you have to roll with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the thing, too, for experts. I get it. You know, maybe if I worked with a lot of doctors, you canceled your patients. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's tragic. You, uh, you know, rearranged your entire schedule. You did this, you did that. You went and got hair and makeup done, you know, all of that stuff. And then you get killed. Mm-hmm. You know, your segment gets killed. And uh, it's tragic, I know, mm-hmm. but you have to roll with it. Because if you don't, the people who kick and scream do not get asked back. Right. Um, and if you're you know, gracious... They're going to have you back as soon as they can. Absolutely. And I'm glad that it worked out that you were able to, you know, recreate whatever it is that you had planned for, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't always happen. Right. And it's unfortunate, you know, Mm -hmm. it just, it's kind of the name of the game. So to be able to roll with it and know that you, 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 you're seen then as, oh, this is someone who gets it. You know, mm-hmm. this is, this is somebody who gets media and, and, you know, they're a, they're a player here right. rather than somebody who, you know, kicks and screams and, and won't get asked back. Mm-hmm. Well, and one of the things that, that you offer that I really want to emphasize to people that whether they work with you or work with someone else is if you think you're going to be interviewed, you need media training. Yeah. Um, you know, even, even, or maybe especially if you think you know that person, maybe you really know them in real life, you know, Things are very different when you're actually being interviewed. And so it's very wise to get training for that. So tell us just very briefly a little bit about what media training entails. Yeah, people think they're going to be great as soon, you know, on camera. <laughs> they think, oh, I'll be terrific. I'll be great. And then they I end- write great Facebook posts. Right, exactly. <laughs> they end up just like, like just totally meandering and, and won't stop talking and, and, and all of that. Um, but media training really is, you know, it's practicing how you're going to answer different questions, you know, mm-hmm. difficult questions, easy questions. Um, maybe sometimes you don't want to answer a specific question. So right. how do you sort of work around that without, you know, traditional media trainers are different than I am. Um, not all of them have been journalists, not all mm-hmm. of them have worked, you know, in, in national TV. Um, and so they have different approaches. But for me, I very much want to serve the audience, you know, as mm-hmm. I've mentioned. So you want to make sure you always give value mm-hmm. uh, and that you're, you're not just there to be promotional. Right. And so, you know, I work with a lot of people who are used to selling and, uh, you know, used to selling things. So it's like, you have to tone that down in the media. The media doesn't want to hear that. They right. just want good information. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, being able to go through how you're going to answer questions, what your go-to stories are going to be. You know, a lot of times people just tell too many stories in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, this is a good story for this example. If they ask you something about this, let's do that. So it's just mm-hmm. prep, you know, it's coaching really, you know, it's like, uh, if you want to lose weight, you go get a fitness trainer. If you want to mm-hmm. be good on camera, you get a media trainer, a media coach. Right. Um, and it's, it's, uh, you know, something that 
yes, if you're if you're doing uh, an interview that's coming up, it's essential, but it's also good ongoing, you know, to be able to not only be good on camera or in a media interview, but for, for all other things, you know, I've had clients in the past, I have a chef. Um, I work a lot with chefs, which is fun because they're, they need to cook, uh, and talk. (laughs) Yes, exactly. They need to talk and cook and, and all of that. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, uh, in a very short amount of time, usually. Um, but this one uh, chef who I who I uh, media trained, she was like, you know, this worked for my for me talking to my clients. Mm-hmm. I realized I was not as clear as I could have been, you know. And now that I have sort right. of my bullet points, my talking points, um, it's just really being able to clear out the clutter mm-hmm. of what you're saying. Right. Well, and one of the things that we always do when we're doing media training is we film them. You know, oh, people sure. think yeah. that they, you know, they're standing perfectly still. They're not. They're fidgeting. <laughs> right. Or, you know, their voice drops, all these various things. You know, I remember I had a, a CEO one time that we were training who wanted to sit in a chair. Okay, fine. You know, you sit in your chair. But it was a chair that swiveled and walked. Oh, never. Nope. And so we actually did the camera very tight, you know, like you would, you know, for, for the, 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 and half the time he wasn't even on the camera. Now, yeah. you know, would the camera have moved with him? Sure. But, you know, we made our point by showing that he needed to sit still, which meant mm-hmm. actually he needed to stand up and get his hands out of his pockets, you know, because men carry frequently change in their pockets. Mm-hmm. And those microphones pick up that jingle, 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 jingle. Sure. You know, and, and all of those various things. And, but it also, as you said, he then figured out, oh my gosh, this is how I look when I'm in front of my employees giving a presentation. Totally. Right. You think you know how you, how you are, but you don't know until you watch that tape. Right. Uh, and it's true. You know, I do record all of my media training sessions as well. I do most of them virtually. Um, so I work with people all right. over the world and, you know, we do it through vo- Zoom video conference mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and then we do watch past media hits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we watch any kind of video that you've done in the past to be able to then really zero in and see how are you on camera? You know, mm-hmm. not only how do you look, what are the gestures you're making? Would you make weird faces? But also, do you have safety words? Mm-hmm. There are people who have, you know, they say, you know, or they say basically, or they say right a lot, or, you know, whatever. It always is. tell you, no, I don't. Yes. And then you listen to it and you're like, oh, there it is again. You know, you can do a drinking game with, with all the, the times mm-hmm. they say it. I know there are times where I listen back to some of the programs, uh, you know, even ones that I record like yesterday. And I go, oh, <laughs> Everybody, everyone does. Everyone does it. You know, it, it really is, um, you know, but when you're, when you're conscious of it, then you can stop doing right. it. And it's just, most people don't get to the point where they actually watch or they're forced to watch. Mm-hmm. So that's why media training is really helpful. Right. And for some people it's, it's good because you're learning about the pitch of your voice, the speed of sure. your voice. I've, I've shared this before when I moved uh, from Colorado to, to down to Atlanta, I had somebody who came up to me and he'd listened to several of my podcasts, tells me how much he loves them, thinks they're great. Mm-hmm. And he says, but darling, y'all need to slow down. Oh, funny. <laughs> and I realize that when I'm excited about a subject, not only do I speak faster, but my voice goes up a little bit. Mm. So people laugh. They go, oh, you're using your radio voice now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and that is because I'm consciously thinking, slow down, speak lower. Right. Well, it's true. Good golly, Paula, this hour has simply flown and I would love to chat with you again. So, you know, we we will definitely do something more, but tell people how they find and connect with you online because you've got your book, you've got your media training services, you've just got all sorts of things that people need to check out. Yeah. Well, thank you. This was a blast. Uh, it's fun to talk to somebody who, who knows her stuff over there. So oh, I appreciate thank that you. very much. <laughs> you know, viewing people like you I, make me nervous. Oh. <laughs> you know, and I've done like 430 some programs. Oh, wow. Well, you, you didn't show it all. So very good. You media trained yourself. Very nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. We'll um, definitely have you on again and the checks in the mail. Perfect. Oh, yes. Great. Exactly. Um, well, to connect, uh, paularizzo.com is the best place to go. And I do have a checklist there, of course, a checklist uh, for becoming a go-to media expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can get information about my book and things like that there. Uh, my blog is um, listproducer.com. And uh, List Producer is where you can find me for the most part um, on all the social media. Great. 
Well, we do have just a couple of minutes left. And so is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with, either media and or about using lists to be more productive? Mm, a list, a list of things. Um, well, you know, as far as media goes, uh, you know, I think also, you know, the same advice I gave earlier about being gentle with yourself with the list making, it's the same thing for media. Right. Uh, a lot of times, you know, people will start to pitch media and not hear back or use Help a Reporter Out, which is a great service to find mm -hmm. out, you know, help, uh, it's uh, helpareporter.com to find out what journalists are, are working on. And then you can send them some, some information or some quotes and they don't hear back and they get really frustrated. Right. And, you know, the deal is that journalists are really busy and they're inundated and mm -hmm. there's a lot going on. So, you know, don't feel too, uh, you know, too disappointed uh, to get your message out there. People need to hear what, what you have to say. So just keep, keep, keep at it. Mm -hmm. Well, and maybe fine tune it, you know, like, mm -hmm. like you said, okay, rather than pitching to, to the Today Show, right. what's the local blogger that you might be wanting to pitch to first? Mm -hmm. Right. And work your way up. You know, um, podcasts are really great uh, to be able to refine your message because you do have more time to talk. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember one of the first things that I did when my blog came out, um, was to do a pod at the time podcasts were brand new. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what I was doing. I remember I was in a conference room at Fox, uh, you know, on a speakerphone and I was like, what is happening? What is this? <laughs> and, uh, it, it was really great, but it, for me, it really helped me to even know what I thought, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't even know really. I thought that I knew, but when you start talking about it, it's like, Oh, wait a minute. I, I sounded like I was just talking about nothing. You were the Jerry Seinfeld. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Well, Paula, we will definitely have you on again because oh, this is so much fun and I love hearing about it. And, you know, so maybe we should just make this once a year so that people get their, their you know, list updates, all these various things. Um, so we will have you on again. But until then, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely wonderful time talking with Paula Rizzo of paularizzo.com, or actually, I take that back, paularizzo.co. And no, until it's com. It's, I oh, it is? Both. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's on both? Yeah, yeah I love yes. that. Okay, so paularizzo.com. <laughs> and until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.